All right, well, good morning to all the mod clubbers. Uh, we are filming bright and early today for a change. So you might see a little sleepy in our eyes. Uh, we got a question in the YouTube comments from a guy named Jordan. And he asks, I could really use some advice on job searching and interviews. I started going back to school as I started transitioning. I have not had a job since transitioning. How do I put together a resume or do job interviews? If they call a company I used to work for, they won't have my current name on file. Being in my 40s, it might be hard to find a job with no work experience. I took 10 years off to stay at home with my kids, which is looked at differently for women as it is for men. So there's a lot here to talk about. Yep. Okay, so um, eventually, uh, essentially there's two things going on here. Um, one is being in a situation where you're interviewing for a job as male, when you've basically spent your whole life interviewing as female, that's something I really felt when I went into my first job interview as male. Um, and then the other piece here is just some of the differences around how to justify having a large gap in your resume um, because of the way that men are and women are perceived different. That is true in terms of saying, you know, what it was. However, I think if we start with that piece, the piece about the gap in the resume, I actually think that we're in a time now where if you were to say I was with Wait, my is kids, this off the record or no? No, on the record. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to say I'm with my kids, was with my kids or I was taking care of family, I think we're in a time, a better time now for that where like they're giving paternity leave now. Um, we're, we're recognizing these differences between men and women. And I guess it depends what kind of job you're going for. If it's a very traditional kind of classic, like construction job, maybe, yes, they might be a little bit behind. But I think most jobs now are really trying to change this narrative. And like, even on um, LinkedIn, I see it all the time. And, you know, there was someone who had messaged their boss saying that their daughter was starting kindergarten and that they wanted the morning off to take them. And the company was like, Oh, any parent who has a kid starting kindergarten gets the whole day to hang out with your kid, go to the school. And he was like, it was awesome. So that's where I, if you have any thoughts on that, Keaton. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And like, I don't know if we feel like that because we're in Canada, if like that gives us a tiny edge, but yeah, I kind of rereading this question, wish that Jordan had told us a little bit more about like what sort of industry they're going into and what their background and, and things like that are. But, but regardless, yeah, I, I tend to agree that there's ways that you can say like that it was family oriented and maybe you don't have to make it sound like it was necessarily just stay at home with the kids. If you don't want, you could make it sound like you're also caring for a parent. Or I also wonder if you could kind of imply that you know maybe you're doing some freelancing you know part-time freelancing while taking care of the kids or you know anything like that you know I, I i don't know that you know whatever like should we encourage people to outright lie <laughs> <laughs> there's always an element of lying i feel like in a job yeah. interview and on a resume like i always said that i like went to my resume says that i like went to school for four years like university for four years it's like i didn't graduate but like i went <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I'm kind of using the word imply, but you know, take that, you know, as far as you want. Um, so yeah, I, I think the 10 year gap, especially at your age is probably gonna be okay. You know, I think people are mostly just going to be concerned with like, are you up to date with the job skills? That's going to be yeah. the, the big concern. And in terms of yeah, so in, jumping into the interviewing as male, because that is something that is was very, very 
uh, big for me. I had had many jobs as female. I worked at Blockbuster. I worked at Future Shop, all these places that are no longer around. <laughs> Let's name them um, all, please. Yes, do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I worked at a lot of places and um, I always got every job interview that I went in for. I don't know what it was, like even as a masculine presenting female, like it may be personality or things like that, but I always finagled my way into the job. Like even I showed up for a job interview, I didn't have my resume, which apparently I was supposed to bring. I wrote my resume on the back of a sheet of paper and just like gave it to them. And they were like, we love that. And like, wow. they gave it to me. So I, I personally I, think it's the, it's the pinchable cheeks and the, the sweet cheeks. Yeah, probably. And so when I went in to interview for like what at the time was like my dream job, I mean, they were all kind of my dream job, but was Apple. It was the first job that I was interviewing for as male. And I was like terrified that I was going to be seen in this totally different way. Like were my skills going to transfer like, now is this smaller black guy, you know, when mm-hmm. I, before I was like filling maybe more check boxes, like female also maybe gay, things like that. Right. So, and I went, I got through three rounds of interviews for with, with, and I got the job and it was like super, super dope. And it reminded me that like, I don't need to be so anxious around how I'm being perceived. So I guess my advice to that is when you go into this job, yes, there are differences in how men and women are. And again, it really is going to be field dependent. Like what is this job? But I think that the things that made you hireable before, you know, just bring those to the table, try to bring as much as that to the table, even though you look different. And even though you might, they might be thinking of you different or being perceived different. Uh, Yeah. I think it's just about, you know, really, I feel like the job interview piece is kind of not specific to gender or or your situation. I think it's like job interviews are just always about preparation in my mind. You know, I mean, if you're doing the kind of like walk in like, you know, you know, bookstore kind of cash retail like but that's probably not what we're talking about because you're going back to school for something and you're later in life. So I've always put a ton of preparation into interviews for jobs that I cared about. And that was pre and post transition. And I think right now it's just, you're going to have an extra step of, you know, just how are you going to tell that story and just make sure that you're really comfortable with like how, you know, what kinds of questions might come at you and how you're going to answer those. And as it relates to, your transition, your time, you know, your 10 years off at home and, you know, maybe your past employment. And, you know, I guess I assume that you're going to go into this whole job interview scenario stealth and that you want to have a stealth like job at this place and job interview process. Otherwise, all of this would be like much easier resolved. Mm So, yeah, I think it's just about like getting your mind right building yourself up, building up your confidence and the just confidence being super prepared. And I think the confidence really comes from the preparation. Yeah. And smiling like people like people hire people they like, they work with people they mm-hmm. like. That's why you can sometimes totally bomb an interview or have, you know, not sometimes I don't say the right thing or I wouldn't, you know, have the experience. Like they would ask me, have you done this before? And like, I haven't, but being smiling and like being personable and friendly and if you can even get a laugh in there like that will secure you almost any job and I think that it's a misconception that like men aren't as warm as women like that kind of was a bit of a thing for me at the beginning Mm -hmm. of transition that like I can't be fun anymore I can't be funny but then the longer you're with that you're like oh there's tons of men that are you can be super funny and you can 
be chatty and personable and smile like uh, comfortable, you know, even in your male body. Yeah, I think like it's one of these things that sounds kind of almost stupid to say out loud, but then it's like, but at the same time, I totally understand where you're coming from because when I was transitioning too, it's like you kind of just go into this and, and it's such a sign of like the culture and how we're raised and like, cause yeah, you immediately kind of go into this like repressed, like, oh, male means like repressed and like stoic and like, mm, and like just answer the questions like a soldier. But like, that's not really, yeah. that's not like what needs to happen for you to be read as male or be comfortable. My first job interview post-transition, I was really fortunate. First off, I'll just say that I was able to like freelance and make enough money. So during my tween years when I like wasn't fully passing, which was, you know, maybe a couple years, I was able to just like freelance from home. The only clients I had to see in person were two gay guys. And uh, I never explained myself to them. And I don't know what they thought. Honestly, I had like, I was still using my old name, but it was like a nickname that could be male or female. And they never asked and I never said anything and like, whatever. But yeah, but after a couple of years, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I went back in house and the job posting I was responding to, they made some kind of little joke at the end of the job posting about like, you know, if you wanted to bring in baked goods or something like, you know, that'd be a bonus or something. So I was like, all right. And I felt a little weird about it because I'm really not like a kitchen person at all. But I was like, I want this fucking job. So I remember I picked some way too fancy recipe out of the LCBO magazine and made these fucking homemade danishes and was like so stressed out. And I felt kind of, yeah, like I was like, is this eroding my masculinity? Cause I walked into this job interview with a box of like homemade danishes and felt weird about it. It was definitely a risk for me, but they fucking loved it. Hired me, uh, mowed down on those things and love it. You know, but but like somebody might see that as like, oh, that's a woman's thing to do. Definitely. To like bake like... treats and take it in. Hey, quick update that we've been busy uploading tons of products to our Mod Club store at clubftm.com backslash shop. We've added most of the products from Trans Guy Supply, including all of their packers, STPs, Cake Bandit packing briefs and boxers, which are really great. Everything from transthetics like the Hot Rod and Lollipop, plus specialty items from queer-owned and operated shops like Come As You Are in Toronto, Canada, and Early to Bed in Chicago, uh, amongst many more I'm not naming. So we're uploading products there all the time to help you find everything in one convenient place. Head on over to clubftm.com backslash shop. When you start your search there and then purchase from the merchants, we get a small commission, the merchants get paid, and you get something you want. So it's a win-win all around and helps us continue to host this site and content. Now back to the show. But then you realize that most of other people that aren't so deep in gender, they're not like thinking about their gender all the time. They're not analyzing people that they're not analyzing people's genders all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, that is something that I think, you know, when you're trans, you think they are. And of course, like they are on some level, people are like, you know, maybe looking for things. But over time, I've been amazingly surprised at how much I can say and do without people being like, are you really a guy? Like no one ever asks me that. Right. Of course. Yeah. Like, 
So it's like, it's and so I think in our world is also a reflection of that too. I think things are also changing, but yeah, really people are mostly just in their own worlds. They're thinking about themselves. They're not really like guys don't bake and like, that'd be weird if so yeah. yeah, super interesting. Yeah. It's so funny. That whole thought of like, is he really a guy? Like, yeah, culture is not caught up to the point where, you know, I like to joke with people sometimes, I guess, like maybe when I was like, hooking up with gay dudes or something. And then I would have to like out myself and they would be really surprised. They'd be like, Oh shit. Like I would have never known. And mm-hmm. I'd kind of make jokes about like, yeah, we walk amongst you. Like yeah. you have no idea. We're like a whole like spy army. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but on the whole, you know, cis culture is not like walking around terrified, like wondering like who's who. Yeah. You know, people make that, like they just read you in like a millisecond. Yep. And it's done and it's over and it's on to the next thing. I think there is a question in here about references too, right? Because maybe Jordan doesn't like specifically say it, but I I think that's part of the thing. And I remember being concerned about that in a way. A couple words of advice there is like, make sure all of your social media accounts are up to date with like up to date pictures, name, all the all all your post transition info i mean you've probably done that already anyway you also don't say like how far into your tra- well okay you say you started going back to school as i started transitioning so i think yeah your transition is kind of new so yeah because you know employers will check your socials you don't want anything to trip you up there and then you might want to go back if if at all possible go back to you know your your most recent one or two employers ask them to update you know, and mm-hmm. say like, look, this is the name and the pronouns I'm going by now. Uh, you might get a reference check. And, you know, I know one person even went so far as to say like, write my name and pronouns down on a piece of paper and keep it in front of you during the reference call, just so that you don't slip up and keep it visual in front of you. Now, you know, you can ask that and like, who knows if somebody will do it or not. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. To, to just call them. I'm trying to think back to what I did with that. I might've just like let it go let it be um my last name was the same though so very possible that they might have said well we didn't have that person but we have this person and then people just clued in and then i was never judged for it and it never affected the fact of my job but i think it is a good thing to call them back and to say this is you know just saying hey updating you on i changed my name my pronoun so if you could have that on file in case they call they might not call I feel like a lot of the times they don't. It's kind of 50 50. I think it depends really on the role, too. I mean, like if you're talking like white collar roles, they're going to call. But if you've been home for 10 years, then what are they going to call somebody from the 90s? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) probably probably not. Yeah. Though actually, the joke's on me because really that would be 2010 and I'm old. And 10 years ago, it feels like the 90s. It does. It does. I know. It's so, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, that, you know, like 10 years ago was like 2011, actually. I know. So far. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I think that that's a good point. Like it's, they may not call, especially if it's been that long. Yeah, probably not. And if you're going back to school, you're probably starting a whole new field instead of building on an old one. Hard to say, but you know, yeah, you talk about like, how do I put together a resume? You know, you, uh, I think it's, to, you know, I think it's common for people to get really like nervous and anxious about this whole thing, right? About resumes and interviews and all that sort of thing. But do try to remember that, you know, I think employers really like to see some human element. So it's like, even if your resume has a note on it that says like, you know, for this gap of time, I was caring for kids and a parent or, 
you know, and part-time freelancing or something like that, like you can put something that's unexpected on a resume and that's totally okay. Like just answer the question for them instead of just leaving the 10 year gap, pretending like it's nothing, making them wonder, because if they have to wonder, they might just throw the resume out because I can tell you from being an employer in several different situations myself, when I'm busy or when I'm hiring, like I don't care about any of the fluff on the resumes or any of the like, oh, well, but this person's bullet point is off or that, you know, I, I don't think, like I don't where read them. Yeah. It's them. just like, I, yeah, it's like a quick scan. So a hundred percent. And I think that's going to be true for most places. So just, you know, you really just want to get those highlights and like fill in the gaps of information, tell the story like as quickly and easily as possible. Make sure your resume is like super easy to read, you know, just use one font that's really clear, you know, make sure it's legible in terms of like font sizes and all that sort of good stuff. And then, yeah, you know, be a human, be a human in the interview. People can understand, you know, that people go through all kinds of different life situations and all that sort of good stuff. And I mean, you know, and again, like, because we don't know what you're going into, you know, there's also the possibility of like finding companies that are very inclusive, even if it's not like, oh, go work for like, you know, some actual like trans activist company, like that's not an option for a lot of us. But you can look up sort of companies that are, you know, at least have some kind of LGBTQ Honestly, policy in place. There's so much more now than ever before. Yeah, especially if you go on LinkedIn and you look up the jobs that are open, like I bet 80% of those companies are trying to be more mm -hmm. diverse hires. Almost every job posting I see on LinkedIn says that they're equal opportunity employer. So if you do decide, you know, if, if you're like, oh, maybe I don't actually, I don't know, like, or, you, or you're like, you know what, maybe like the, the daily stress of trying to live stealth at work is like more than I want to deal with right now. Mm -hmm. You know, being out from the jump might even help you get a job when it comes to diversity Absolutely. hire. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with that. I'm trying to think, have you ever come out at a job? I've come out at a job before. Yeah. I, uh, to management. Yeah. At Apple, which was no, I've had most every job I've had, every job I've had, uh, since Apple, since I've been trans, I've, I've basically come out and except for, well, to some people, you know, to a couple mm -hmm. managers or to one of my, or my colleagues, you know, because I don't know, I, I like the shift in respect some in, in some ways. And I like the, just, you know, being able to not to make comments and say things that now they know more about where I'm coming from instead of just being like some random guy. Mm. Sometimes just being a guy is boring. <laughs> <laughs> so in these situations, though, did you like get hired? It sounds like you got hired as just hired. a guy. Yes. And then yes, later yes. you were like, by the way, you hang out, you talk to people, you make some friends, especially right. if you feel like you're not fitting in fast enough. It's a great time to bring it up. <laughs> Because why? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I want to be friends with the trans guy. Basically, yeah. Really? They're like, they're like, oh, dope. I didn't know that. And then you just get a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true for sure. And I usually tell people that they're the only people that know. <laughs> even if other people. <laughs> so you're like, keep this big secret. And then everybody's exactly. keeping the secret. Exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll be like one other person. But like, if you just say it, like, cause then, you know, it cuts back a little bit on people just telling other people then it gives it gives you sort of more opportunity to tell who you want to tell. I am trying to think back, but I think that I think I've only had two jobs post transition. Uh, the one I spoke about, which I had for a, around two years. 
And then, yeah, I don't know. I was in house for like four weeks somewhere else a few years ago. It doesn't really count. But yeah, I guess my like 90% of my transition, I've been self-employed. Most of, um, uh, about half of mine I've been. Oh, I see my cat opened my bedroom door behind me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's early. My brain is still a little asleep. So I yeah, think we should cut this good. one short. But thanks so much, Jordan, for cluing in. And we'll try to get this one up right away to help you out. And yeah, uh, yeah. anybody else, remember, comment, like, subscribe. Tell us about your, you know, do you have tips for Jordan? Do you have things that you've done to help yourself, you know, with employment during transition? Tell us about the first time you got a job post-transition. We'd love to hear those stories, maybe talk about them on a future podcast. And uh, subscribe to the channel. It really helps us grow. And questions.modlove at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with something privately. Uh, But YouTube comments are also great. So thanks so much. Awesome. Bye. Bye.